Good morning, everyone. Uh, before we get into the show this morning, there's something very important we need to do. So I'm, I'm just going to turn this down and we're going to go... Happy birthday to you! Happy birthday to you! Happy birthday to you! I am sorry to say that the program has had a slight interruption. I'm not sure what technical difficulties are happening at the moment, but I've had to um, take over because something has gone terribly wrong. I'm <laughs> We're here, we're here, we're back. Happy birthday to Hip, hip, hooray! <laughs> hey, Mr. happy birthday! Thank you. Yeah, how, how did you feel about that rendition of happy birthday? It's a birthday. It's probably illegal. <laughs> <laughs> oh, true. Do we have the rights for happy no, we, birthday? No, we chopped out the last bit, so it's a new rendition. Oh, okay, so yeah, yeah. It's, it's my cover. That's amazing. You're going to get us in big trouble. Thanks, people. Yeah. Oh, what did you sorry. get up to on the weekend? What did you get up to for your birthday? Oh, I had a fantastic day yesterday. Aww. My husband got some fantastic things done around the house in the morning mm. that I really wanted done. Mm. And, uh, <laughs> and then the Birthday kids dreams. came over, Mon came over, mm. and we, we had lunch together. And then, yeah, uh, Lyle and I went out to a super fancy restaurant last night mm-hmm. with some friends. And mm. that was really great. Ah, oh, that's are, are we amazing. allowed to say why we're singing Happy Birthday, like the, the age that it is? Are we allowed to- She's 21. What? <laughs> For the twenty ninth time, <laughs> uh, I'm thirty nine. That's that's the, that's the sweet spot. Right, right there. It, it is a hallmark birthday, and and uh, and yeah, we praise the Lord for DJ Shell. She's and, just the best. Yeah, like yeah, producer yeah. Shell is the glue that holds us together. She really. Is. If I had to stay in this studio any longer to do anything that producer Shell does, I would be just. <laughs> this show would be a tenth of what it is. Really, no. Producer Shell is incredible. Thanks, everybody. Well, unfortunately, Danuta couldn't be with us. This morning, she's feeling sick. So we've got the beautiful Monica stepping in, filling in, doing a fantastic job. So, Monica, thank you for coming along this morning. We've also got some incredible news coming up, an amazing Bible study in the book of Ephesians. We've got Justin Lawman coming on to talk about all things politics and prophecy. You're listening to The Breakfast Show Podcast on Faith FM, positively different. And Monica. Shout out Kangaroo Island, South yeah, Australia. South, shout Woo-hoo. out Kangaroo Island. Have you been to Kangaroo Island, South I have Australia? I not. I'm bummed. I've been to South Australia, yeah. but I've never been to Kangaroo Island, unfortunately. I've been to very few Aussie islands. I've been to Rottnest, Tasmania, and Bruni, and I think that's it. I that's right. I want to go to Christmas. I almost I, got a job on Christmas oh, yeah, this year. I, I've been to Tasmania. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Have I been to any other islands? I feel there? like Tasmanians are pretty really upset probably upset that we call them a nah, island yeah. on the coast. <laughs> <laughs> I was talking to some of my New Zealand friends yesterday and they were saying that Australia is just is just West New Zealand. <laughs> they're, like, they're like, yeah, Australia, just that West, the big Western island of New Zealand, of the New Zealand Empire. I'm like, and I could, I was thinking like, oh, what country could you think of less as an empire? It's like <laughs> New, New Zealand. Zealand, like the least confrontational country in the entire You've world. You've seen that viral video where they're like, Australia could take over New Zealand, be back in time for lunch. They <laughs> <laughs> conquered New Zealand. That's amazing. Yeah, shout out Kangaroo Island. Yeah, listening on uh, 87.6. If you're from Kangaroo Island this morning, you're listening to The Breakfast Show, or if you're from near that area, you've been to that area, you love Kangaroo Island, send us in some text messages, 0491 You're going to have to text us to get in for the first question of our quiz for this week. Monica, if you can get that to us. Yes, get yourself 
ourselves into gear, get that brain waking up, here is our first quiz. What instrument did Gideon sound when he led his army into battle? Mm. To be fair, it's probably one of the only instruments you could really use for that moment. I don't feel like a flute would really cut it. <laughs> yeah, uh, the kazoo, no the battle kazoo, bzz, bzz, you know, <laughs> yeah. that would be incredible. Hey, if you know the answer to that, 0491 We have an epic prize this week. Ooh, it's we? called Preaching from the Grave, a story of faith from the Rwandan genocide. Oh, wow. Dude, I read the blurb of this earlier. I've never read this book. Mm-hmm. Usually I've read a lot of the books you give away here. On, like last week we gave away the Bible. I'm like, oh, I've read that one. You know, positive <laughs> review from me. Um, but I've, I've never read this book, but it just sounds incredible. This person, their name is Fiditis Namdamium Gabe. Which That's awesome. Is Already amazing. a great start. Absolutely. They were living in Rwanda during the genocide in the 90s, and this is a biography of how they survived the genocide, how they kept their faith during that time. They kept practicing and following the Lord despite the mass genocide and persecution that was happening against... Was it between the Hutus and the Tutsis? That's right. Yeah, yeah. That's right. So this is an incredible book. <laughs> we are actually giving away three of them. Oh, yeah. It's so good. Wow. We're giving away three of them. So at, on Friday, the top, well, we'll spin the wheel three times oh. and three people will win. Three So guys, spins? that means that this is your, your time to get in. This is the big grabs here. Again, do you want to read that question for us one more time? What instrument did Gideon sound when he led his army into trumpet? I just gave it away. I'm so sorry. I just said that. No. Monica comes back and and ruins the quiz straight away. Thank you so much. That's it. Just for the record, that's the first time I've ever done that. No, it isn't. No, you've done it before. You and Lyle have done that so many times. It's the first time I've ever given away the quiz. A hundred percent it is. I'm so sorry, everyone. Do we need to come up with a new quiz? Do I just to move on to the second one? Oh, no, we just keep rolling with it and hope that nobody heard that. Uh, we're getting laughs into this, to the text line now. You know People what? making I'm... fun of you, Monica. That's so funny. I'm so sorry. <laughs> it's because I've had three hours sleep. I'm really tired. Wow. What? What? I don't know. I was just really excited last night. <laughs> And I had to get up at like stupid o'clock in the wow. morning. So yeah, I'm operating on. You're listening to the breakfast I knew show I was this morning. going to do something stupid on radio this morning. Well, I hey, was like, this what is a bad instrument? Combo. What instrument did Gideon sound when he led his army into battle? Uh, another clue. It's the instrument that I played in when I was in year three, year four band. Oh, did you? I was gun on this, oh. and then I stopped playing, and I, I just completely it. forgot. I could read music. I was like really good. My hey, dad used to play this instrument until he cut some of his fingers off oh that's terrible <laughs> sorry <laughs> did he start playing other handed no he just gave no, up he's just <laughs> he's just done like, with that like, okay, <laughs> can't reach the thingies <laughs> you're listening to the breakfast show this morning and fantastic we've already got some correct answers through hey what is happening in the world of positively different oh, news monica speaking of new zealand this is so cute i wish this stuff would happen when i'm out about in the world mm-hmm. so you know in in new zealand over the weekend a seal walked into Bunnings. <laughs> really, look at him. He's so cute. He actually looks like a little statue, doesn't he? You know how you see those seal that statues? That is those bronze? so cute. He's adorable. <laughs> so this little, little flippant, little flippant seal just one morning <laughs> just got up. And uh, and walked into walked into a new into a Bunnings at six thirty in the morning in uh, in Wangarai on uh, New Zealand's North Isle uh, Island, and he was just he was walking around the aisles. So he came into the delivery yard, 
Uh, the Bunnings team quickly tried to corral him uh, with heavy boxes of ovens and dishwashers and other appliances to create like a makeshift pen, but he just wasn't having a bar of it. So he went flapping around a bit. He jumped behind the counter for a while. Mm. <laughs> Looked like he was going to serve some customers. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> but they had to call the Department of Conservation and they eventually hauled the intruder back to the uh, to the Roatahi Marine Reserve um, where they're going to like just monitor to make sure he's okay. Because that's not usually what wild animals do. So they just want to make sure that he's not, you know, in distress or anything. Um, so he's going to eat some fish. He's going to lounge on the beach. And then when uh, when they're happy with, with how he's doing, which is usually done by weight, so apparently they go up to like 126 kilos. So even though he's small, he's, uh, he's solid. Mm. Um, and then when they're happy with his state, they're going to put him back in the ocean. But so cute. Honestly, you have to Google this. As long as you're not driving, just look up Seal New Zealand Bunnings. It is the cutest thing to see, like honestly, like a little seal just flapping his way through the Bunnings aisles. I wonder what, I wonder what he was looking for. Hey, mm-hmm. another animal story. Hey, why yeah. did the seal walk into Bunnings? Why? I don't know, because <laughs> orcas can't walk on land. Like, <laughs> and that's the biggest threat to their to their a lives. Because needed washer yes. for a seal. <laughs> <laughs> So good. Hey, another cool animal story, and I, I'm feeling very justified about this uh-huh. because I have a terrible bad habit where if you have a dog in my vicinity, I will come over and pat your dog. I probably won't even talk to you. I don't even think that's a bad habit. I just think that's People pretty regular. People have been coughing flack about it online because they're like, you can't just walk up to someone else's dog and pat them because they it's... might be a vicious dog. Oh, well... And- which is, uh, but I mean, you can tell that before you touch the dog. Not always. If you go on YouTube and look up, uh, look it up. There's like, there's all these. But then it's your people, fault. Yeah, yeah. Especially like German shepherds. I hate to say, it, but there's so many videos of people going up to German shepherds that are on like a leash being walked and going, mm. "Oh, how cute is your dog?" And the dog's like, "I'm not cute," and proves mm. it. Um, so yeah. But did you know what they did a new uh, study, a scientific mm-hmm. study, and discovered that petting other people's dogs has health benefits. Of course. Yeah, this is so cool. Um, <clears throat> even a brief positive experience between uh, a, a person and a dog can mm-hmm. have a lasting impact. Apparently, lowering stress hormones and increasing uh, what we know as uh, the love hormone. So they, apparently, the stress hormone cortisol drops in people after just five minutes spent with a dog. Oh, that's and amazing. The feel-good hormone oxytocin also increases both for the person and the dog. Yeah. It's a win-win. And, of course, if you actually own the dog, even more health benefits because it's not just a five-minute encounter. That's like a life situation. Yeah, absolutely. Well, that's the thing that we know biologically that dogs have re- receive a lot more benefit in terms yeah. of their mental health. So, yeah. so physiologically, <laughs> their brain functions better, they're sharper, mm-hmm. they're more kind, and also they're happier when spending time with humans. Yeah, they release more. They really are serotonin and dopamine into their own brains. Mm-hmm. And they were yeah. blessed by them too, you know, because yeah. there's sometimes where I don't want to be around anyone. I just want to be around a dog because dog. <laughs> people like dogs don't want to be around other dogs because they, maybe they get sick of them. And I feel the same way. I'm like, <laughs> sweet, man. Like we, we have a mutual understanding, you know, <laughs> so good. And hey, it looks like I might be applying for a new job. Yeah, what's that? So Mattel, the game company, like they make like games and toys and stuff. Yeah, they are searching for a chief Uno player to play four oh. hours a day, <laughs> earning th- just under four thousand dollars a week. 
Four thousand dollars a week I to play. I will rock you, I will destroy you. Oh, that no, sounds amazing. I will, I will school you. Son. I am so I good. Am a Uno champion. Hey, if, so you, if if you have any claim to this this morning, <laughs> a listener zero four nine one. We need Throw to. Hat we ring. need to have the the Faith of Him Uno tournament. Yeah, where I'll win. Yes, zero four nine one zero six four six six nine. They're hiring a chief Uno player to test out their newest version of the game. It's called Uno Quattro Family. Wow. And, uh, and yeah, and so you basically have to um, learn the game, play the game, uh, create and star in social media content to get the word out. And you know what? I'm so up for this. I'm gonna. Not only am I gonna kick all your little <clears throat> Uno bums around, I'm gonna. Tar- You're you gonna what? invent a I'm new the, game. I'm gonna be the Uno Queen. <laughs> You're listening to The Breakfast Show Podcast on Faith FM, positively different. Here on Faith FM, Monica. Yes, Monica, dear. stop rummaging. We're, we're, we're on The Breakfast Show. I'm on a mission now. I asked Monica for $12 in coins uh, because I am going to go buy something after the show finishes this morning. Yeah, you know, for a private transaction. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> You're listening to The Breakfast Show this morning. We're going to have our next quiz for... Okay, let me concentrate real hard. Yeah, don't don't give away this time. Right. I'm, I'm going to cover up... No, I've already seen the, Okay. The disciples were called Christians for the first time in what city? Oh, amazing. <laughs> Hey, zero four. Does that give you a rush that you, that you're able to do? Do it. Zero four nine one zero six four six six nine is our number to text or call if you know the answer to that one. Again, the disciples were called Christians for the first time in what city? If you know the answer to that one, again zero four nine one zero six four six six nine. Our prize for this week: preaching from the grave, a story of faith from the Rwanda genocide from Fiditis Nadayam Gabe. You just love saying that, don't now, you? Now, the reason. <laughs> The reason it came easy to me is one of my friends is from Rwanda as well, and his last name is Nadayim Baje. Oh. So it was like super similar. So I was able to just pick, pick it right up there. But hey, you're listening to The Breakfast Show this morning. This is a prize that you definitely want to win. Yeah, I just want to say like, you know, the Rwandan genocide is coming to a point now where it's been so long that now the stories are really starting to emerge. Mm. And in the last like five years, I've been really interested to see what kind of stories are going to be coming out mm. from that time period because I've heard a few of them and they've just been astounding. It's a bit like you have to wait, like, you know, after World War II, you had to wait a while before the story mm. started being told and now it's time for the stories for what happened then to be i'm just it's going to be inc- like incredible stories of a god god-led incidences um, leading people out of that and healing yeah. people it's just it's going to be incredible well so. that's exactly what this is yeah. and if you want this book again you just have to answer questions correctly we are giving away three of them Absolutely for free. Again, our number zero four nine one zero six four six six nine. And that question one more time. The disciples were called Christians for the first time in what city? Zero four nine one zero six four six six nine. Hey, amazing news mm. is well Difficult news, but it, it, good news in difficult times is okay. coming out of India at the moment. So we, we talked about India. We've talked about India before yeah, on the show. Talked about topic. India last week as well as the violence is continuing there. So a vote of no confidence has just been put through against Prime Minister Modi. Oh. Which is critical and key mm-hmm. and I think mm-hmm. quite important to maybe get him to do something. Yeah. Because for a long time he ignored the violence and the last thing that we covered about it is a viral, a video went very viral of like women running down the street naked after, you know, a terrible sexual assault had happened. Like just all of these awful stories. Hundreds of people have died. Hundreds of people have died and 
tens of thousands of people have been displaced, like up to 60,000, 70,000 people now have had their houses burnt down. There's been over a thousand churches that have been burned down in the area of Manipur in India. And this is just continuing on. 15,000 soldiers have been mobilized now to quell the issue. But after so long, after, again, President Modi kind of paraded (laughs) around the world, you know, going to America and Australia and being celebrated by the leaders of those nations for obviously like economic reasons. Mm -hmm. Uh, So going and doing all those things while a region of their country is burning down. But yeah, a vote of no confidence has been put through against him, which they in like Indian parliament will, if, if it's successful, like this vote has been lodged. Mm-hmm. If the vote is then successful, then potentially he could be removed from office and replaced oh, wow. replaced by someone who will... Well, so- ho- hopefully that lights a fire under his seat. Yeah, to, yeah. to do something. Because I don't necessarily think that... Like if you replace this guy mm-hmm. and someone comes along that's worse, yeah, then, right, exactly. then what have we really achieved? Yeah. And the answer it's always is, a risk, isn't it? Yeah, the answer is nothing. So hopefully we can see... Uh, yeah, steps being taken there. For those who don't know, for those who aren't up on what's happening in India at the moment, there's a, yeah, this very kind of Rwandan-esque yeah, uh, really genocide and attack really that is happening against the, the Kuki people of the Manipur area. So there's two, two major, uh, different ethnic groups there, the, the Metis and the Kukis. The Metis are a majority, the Kukis are a minority, and the Metis have been attacking the Kukis and killing them and burning down their houses and burning down churches and, you know, even moving into sexual assault and all of these, just these terrible stories that are coming out from this area. So hopefully we can see movements. And and, and the very interesting thing here is that it's not only an ethnic genocide or an ethnic, uh, it's ethnic violence, uh, but it's religious religious as well well because the Kuki tribe are Christian Mm -hmm. and the Miti tribe are Hindu. You know, you've got a Hindu majority there and a Christian minority and the Christian minority is just being yeah, just it, being smashed. We definitely need to pray about that political situation. Like if he gets removed, that someone else gets uh, put in position of power that can actually do, will mm. actually do something and that he is now motivated, if that doesn't happen, to actually do something as yeah. well. So we, we definitely need to pray about that. Absolutely. Hey, in other news, I want to talk this morning about fraud. Uh, I want to talk about cybercrime. I want to Ooh. talk about financial crime mm-hmm. as well, financial mm-hmm. fraud, and the new face of financial fraud. So $4.5 billion uh, was a, a couple has been charged with stealing $4.5 billion you even steal in, that much in cryptocurrency. And what is so interesting about this case is that this crime of theft was done in 2016, and th- they weren't identified as the thieves until 2022. So for six years, there had been an ongoing investigation. During that time, uh, this couple, so the the husband, who is a computer programmer, and the person who who pulled off the hack, his name is Elia Lichtenstein, which Mm is, I think, that's a pretty hilarious name, uh, because Lichtenstein's a country. country. (laughs) But yeah, Elia Lichtenstein is the husband. The wife is named Heather Morgan. Uh, So it's like, okay, so they've just pulled off this major financial crime. At the time when they stole the Bitcoin, it was worth 71 billion. million mm-hmm. and then now it's worth like 4.5 billion oh wow so they they stole all this bitcoin from a bitcoin trader at the time uh, which was called bitfinex mm-hmm. 
They steal all this Bitcoin. Now, what do they do? It's So this is the big question. It's like, what do they do after they've stolen this Bitcoin? Will they resort to a private island? Will they move to the Bahamas? Will they go to somewhere where no one can find them? No. They move into Wall Street and... And this lady, Heather Morgan, starts writing articles for Forbes magazine as a tech entrepreneur <laughs> with 100% of their fortune coming from theft. Like, and, and I'm not just talking about like a pyramid scheme. I'm not talking about a Ponzi scheme where it kind of looked legit and wasn't legit. No, they just stole. Like they hacked a company, stole all their Bitcoin, and then just paraded as people who were really rich and who had made it through investing, uh, which was just incredible. I wonder Um, if they did that because they knew that they were going to get caught and have to give it back, and so they wanted to create a different fortune because actually the money that they would make selling their articles and their expertise, so to speak, would be their money to keep, right? Sure. Well, they did it. The thing was is they did it in the most cringy way possible because Heather Morgan became a rapper and would rap like some of the most ear-splitting, horrible music I've ever heard in my life would rap about being a a crypto investor and how rich and successful she was. This lady is a 37-year-old Caucasian woman from the United States rapping about how much money she has made from investing, which was a lie. Because she just stole it all. Is she now going to prison? They're going to prison, yeah, bro. Yeah, they well, have been... Yeah, well. char- they, they're like... They're done with fraud, that, theft, all of it. Like, that is so audacious. It, it's just the most wild That's thing. That's one of the biggest heists in history. Yeah. Guys, this is the face of financial crime. Yeah. And mm-hmm. it, it just goes to show me, you know, when I, when I reflect on this story and I think about, wow, like how could something as brazen as this happen before our very eyes? And, and how could they think they'd get away with it? I think it's really the path of sin makes you strong. Stupid. Mm-hmm. Uh, just mm-hmm. people who are so enslaved to the need for for wealth uh, that they would go and commit a crime like this, but then furthermore flaunt it because they're yeah enslaved to whether it's the popularity, it's everything that you could want as a result of sin. Mm-hmm. These people tried to engage in, and it is it is co- it's costing them their lives. They're, yeah. they're going to receive life in prison for this, yeah. like four point five billion dollars. Is six years of spending it up the rest of your life in that prison. you're gone. It's a you're, bad trade. You're gone. You're done. Yeah. And and so I I read this and I I thought about it and I was like wow like I kind of feel sorry for them almost because this crime you know they they stole this money from a it wasn't from like one person it was from a crypto exchange this was like people's livelihoods mm, this is people's like their investments their, their plans, savings retirement their retirement mm. everything and and these guys are, are going down for that which it's like good this is the justice that they deserve but i'm just hoping they repent like i I see a situation like this and i I say man i really hope these guys can can find god during this time because yeah losing everything over something like this is it's just ridiculous and it's sad you're listening to the breakfast show podcast on faith fm positively different and we are going to have our next quiz monica Yes. Quiz number three. I work for the Romans. I have a lot of blood on my hands, even though I wash them of Jesus. Who am I? Hey, if you know the answer, 
0491-064-669. We have a fantastic prize for this week, Preaching from the Grave, a story of faith from the Rwanda genocide by Fidaitis Nadayim Gabe. I'm, I'm really getting... I had to practice before the show, actually, <laughs> before you got here, Monica. I really impressive. had to get this down. But hey, if you want this book, which you would, because it's mm-hmm. a fantastic testimony of God working in one of the most violent periods in the history of this earth, yeah. honestly. Yeah. Hey, 0491 We're giving away three of these guys in the draw at the end of the week. All you have to do is get answers correct to enter into the draw. Again, do you want to read that quiz for us one more time? Who am I? I work for the Romans. I have a lot of blood on my hands, even though I washed them of Jesus's blood. Mm, absolutely. Hey, we have come to the time for our interview with none other than Pastor Justin Lawman. As we've just been talking about financial crime and things happening in that space, we're going to be talking about similar things as we engage in a conversation about politics and prophecy. Justin, are you there with us? I am, Lawson. How are you? Oh, I'm fantastic, man. I'm, are you? I, well, <laughs> uni just started again. Avondale just opened up. I moved into my dorm yesterday. Uh, I, call, I call it the jail cell. As, as like a joke, because I, I kind of got all my stuff in there, like all of it's in this one square room and it's giving giving those kind of vibes. But hey, other than that, which is actually good news. I'm really happy to be back. Yeah, but yeah, awesome. we're living, we're living our best lives. You every week with this quiz. I just want to so give clues. Yeah. Oh, you, you got itchy teeth this morning, Pastor Justin. Uh, I want to give more clues, you yeah, know. Absolutely. Hey, well, we actually accidentally gave away an answer. And by we, I mean Monica uh, <laughs> early in the show. So Hello, we ca- Monica. Hello. <laughs> so, hey, look, we uh, usually I would call on you to give a clue, but we might uh, we might, no, we no, might save it no, this don't time. Don't get me started. <laughs> Hey, well, what's happening in the place, in the space of politics and prophecy, and particularly in the area uh, of finance? We want, you said you're feeling great, you're happy. Well, sorry. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> do it, do it. Bring him right back yeah. down. <laughs> okay, there's so much going on. I wonder sometimes whether people should text in what they want us to talk about because we have mm. got – there's 20 big things we could talk <laughs> about. But oh. I'm going to do something some people might have missed. Uh, last week – uh, international rating agency Fisk downgraded the United States government bonds. Triple mm-hmm. A rated. If you are yeah. safe to buy, they've gone down to double A plus. It sounds like a battery. Uh, went from triple A to double A plus. Has this ever happened in the history of the US? It has. It has. The US has done some. Stuff, but not in, not in, you know, our living memories. Yeah. This is really bad. Mm-hmm. This is really bad. And most people, you know, they're caught up with, oh, I don't know what they're caught up with. There's so many things, but mm. this is big because that now I, I'm sorry to be a little technical and just, just to state my qualifications, I did Greek and Hebrew, and I'm talking about finance. So <laughs> uh, just, just so don't go out and make an investment on what I say. Mm-hmm. But um, the bond market, or particularly government bonds, that's how the government raises debt. Mm-hmm. And what this rating agency, they're nice and neutral. they just got to put out the thing. They're saying, this is getting silly, guys. Mm-hmm. So currently... After all the hoo-ha back and forth, they haven't backed away from printing and going further into debt. They're, at the moment, it's $5 billion a day, the U.S. government, 
is spending more than what they bring in. Wow. Five billion a day. So in a in the fiscal year, it's already one point five trill. It will be if you get your calculator out, I think it's one point eight trillion. Wow. I don't think my calculator has enough space for all those zeros. I can't work out how many zeros are which and what, but mm-hmm. that's that's five B billion, not M million. Mm-hmm. Five billion a day. That's just incredible. the government is spending more than what they earn, and that the implications of that for us, mm-hmm. we the common people. Mm-hmm. Uh, you guys aren't common, but maybe for some of us, we're very common. <laughs> um, <laughs> Special. But the buying power of your dollar, because remember, we're talking US now. Oh, hang on. We're Australia. Every economy in the world is downstream from the US. Mm. What happens in the river above affects everything below. Mm. And we are, we are very downstream because of our link to China and trade. And China is just another part of the US economy, really. That's mm. where everything's made. So we're downstream. What that means is the buying power of your dollar, you may have noticed that the value of your house has gone up. Mm-hmm. The cost of cornflakes and everything in between has gone up. <laughs> uh, it's not it, – you know what I've noticed too is they're making sizes smaller. Mm-hmm. If you go to buy yes. something, it's small. Have you seen yeah. that? Yeah, yeah. so the, the phenomena is called shrinkflation. Because the prices have already been raised so much on, like, food items and whatnot that if they raise them any further, customers will stop buying. So they're just going to make everything smaller and worse quality. It's amazing. Like, it's I'm terrible. Feeling, I'm feeling ripped off. I travel a lot, which mm-hmm. means I have to eat too much junk. Mm-hmm. And I've noticed sometimes, I'm not going to state which junk it is, but it's significantly mm-hmm. smaller than it used to be. It's chocolate. And that's... <laughs> Yeah, no, no, I didn't say anything. Um, so there's the, like suddenly a row, there's a whole row of squares missing off the top of the bar, isn't there? We know. Anyway, it's a bit, I, it wasn't that used to be. Anyway, um, what that means, what that means is inflation is not going to go away. Mm. In fact, they've doubled down on this. Wow. And. It's a great time to own an asset, mm-hmm. as in a house, because that's in proportion to the value of the dollar, they're just going up and up. But it's really your house hasn't changed. Mm-hmm. It's how much your dollar can buy is going down. Mm-hmm. In other words, we are all getting poorer and significantly poorer because wages just can't keep up with this stuff. Mm-hmm. It just can't keep up. And if that's not enough, what they're talking now, and and I mean quite openly, about the future of cash and the need to go digital. Mm. So you don't have any physical money. Everything is digital. Mm -hmm. The ramifications of that for a a government that wants to know everything I do and control everything I do, they absolutely salivate over that. Mm-hmm. Um, have you gone into a bank branch lately? 
Uh, yes, I went into a bank branch like two months ago, I think. That was, was the last anyone time. in there? Uh, there was one other person when I went there. Have you been into a bank branch recently, Monica? Yeah, I've been into a, a bank a branch uh, quite a bit lately. And I've got to tell you, there's usually a line out the door because I feel like all the, all the other bricks and mortar banks are shutting down because everything's gone digital. So there's only like one left in like a whole region. So everyone who wants to go to the bank has to go there. It's unreal how uh, I sold a car the other day and then I bought something else with money. So I've had to – I don't go into banks. And I go in the bank and I get cash out. Wow. Mm. Um, I got the, like the, the 50 questions interrogation about how I'm going to use the money. Yeah. And, and this, this country bank, and I'm talking to the ladies, and I said, so, so what if I said uh, rack off? I'm, I'll spend it on what I like. It's none of your business. Mm. And I, I didn't say that. I just said, what if? Mm-hmm. Why would you have to know why what I'm going to buy with my own money? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, uh, good question. They just said, "Oh, look, we don't want to be sued," and da da da. I'm I'm sure that's what they're getting told. But I, I tell you, um, wait, is that an option? <laughs> Can we sue the bank because some one of their customers spent their money away we didn't like? I didn't know that was an option we could do. Yeah, well, if the bank, if you took out enough money and the bank went to zero, and you know there was no return, I, I don't know. I'm not. I'm, I haven't got that much money that I'm going to spend. Yeah, <laughs> but um, digital currency—they're really desperate for it mm-hmm. because they can not only know everything you do with your money mm-hmm. in the click of a keyboard, they can stop what you do, mm-hmm. and you are you're locked out, and you haven't got the hundred dollars under the pillow, sort of thing. You've got you got nothing. You're totally under their control. Yeah, we've covered on the show over the last couple of months a number of banks closing the bank accounts of Christian organizations or pro-life organizations. So, like banks like Barclays, like really legitimate large banks just over yeah. matters of opinion. That's right. Over, over politics, Nigel Farage, it, it blew back and the, the ban- the CEO of the bank over there ended up resigning. Mm. But you, their quest, I, I don't know why they've got to control everything. Well, I do know. But you can see the role that this plays as we come to the end of time. And mm. we, guys, we are coming rapidly to the final crisis of the world. I'm so convinced of it mm. on every front, on mm. every front. Mm-hmm. I'd love to ask, you know, we've seen hyperinflation being the catalyst to very awful conflict in the likes of Venezuela or Zimbabwe. For the United States, what do you think the straw is that could potentially break the camel's back? If I can, if I can use you as a, as a you know a prophet this morning, uh, Pastor Justin. Yeah, well, as in. Well, well, again, your, your history, you look at Nazi Germany mm-hmm. uh, after the First World War, mm-hmm. they got so pounded by the Allies after they'd lost financially that they – and the inflation was so bad. Famously, they had a $500,000 note mm-hmm. that in 1922 you could buy a house with that amount. Mm-hmm. In 1923, a loaf of bread. Wow. And and what happened to the people? Adolf. Mm. They they went 
they got angry and they wanted simple answers. They wanted populism and nationalism combined together. Mm. And the the two strong gods, populism and nationalism. And all over the world today, whether it's France, they're trying to jail Donald Trump. I mean, how many more indictments? They've never given an indictment to a U.S. president ever in history, and now he's going to get four, it looks like, once mm-hmm. the Georgia thing kicks in. He's a populist and a nationalist. Make America great again. That is the historical thing that always happens when you take away the middle class and the lower class, the plebs, mm-hmm. that's us guys, when you take away them, their wealth and they suffer significantly, it sneaks up on you and then it grabs you by the throat inflation. Mm-hmm. That's what you can expect. And what what is going to be the single event? I'm not, I, you know, I don't know, but I do know that the political answers and the, the the direction of the world, it's populism and nationalism mm. right now. And that is the mob. Mm. And that's never good. Mm. That's never good, ultimately. Mm. Mm. So what can we be doing in response to this? You know, I guess many of our <laughs> listeners this morning, you know, we might have some billionaires, uh, you know, listening on the line. But, hey, uh, for, for most of us, we find ourselves in those positions. What? How do we respond? Well, always as a Christian, I live by faith, not by sight. Amen. And God, Amen. God's never going to leave me nor forsake me. Mm-hmm. So uh, am I running around panicking? No, no, no. Um, I, I know how the story ends. So therefore, I don't have to be too disturbed. Three quarters or, you know, the final climax of the movie and, I'm, oh, what's going to happen? Oh, oh, we know. Mm-hmm. We've seen it. It's been written for us. So Stay calm. It's all mm. good. God is in his temple. Let all the world Oof. be silent. Amen. So that's the first thing is just don't, don't, don't be in a panic about this. Jesus is coming. This mm. is, even though we're talking some real negative Nancy stuff, some scary stuff. Hey, we know how the story ends and it's a good ending. Mm. It's a good ending. That's first. Second mm. thing, don't be silly, bud. Don't be silly about what's coming. Mm. And, just think financially that, okay, oh, interest rates are going to go back to normal next week. Uh, no. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I, I don't, we, none of us know exactly how things are going to play out. We're just looking and making assessments here on what's currently going on. You can see that it's it's been baked in. Because that's how they want to get rid of their their government debt. In ten years' time, the U.S. at this rate, the U.S. will have fifty-two trillion mm. in debt. Wow. So they have to debase the currency. So a trillion dollars is worth nothing. Mm. That's how you get out of that debt. That's their only plan, it seems to me. Yeah. Mm. So you debase it. So your debt's actually getting smaller. Mm. Um, just put yourself in a situation where you can be out of debt or in a situation where you're you, you're not you've got I've got my cash in the bank your cash is going to just keep getting worth less and less mm. so assets are always better and 
you know, I'm uh, I live on a farm currently, I and like I do it. that. I do that for a reason. Mm. I do that for a reason. So um, I won't. I'll, I'll have to move because that's what pastors do. But just think, okay, this isn't normal. This is not how things always go. Maybe time to just get myself in a situation where I can see uh, the currency is going to go down and down and down and, and inflation is going to be our friend for a long time. So I've got to set myself up to do that. And I'm not going to tell them exactly how to do that, but mm. that's the sort of thing they have to think about. Mm. And, you know, as as a church, as, the, as Christianity is in such trouble, um, we should it, – it's got a bright future. Christianity's got a bright future. Because when when your earthly uh, plans, when you're rich and increased with goods and in need of nothing, and then all of a sudden you're not, um, get ready. Christianity needs to get ready for an influx. Absolutely. Thanks for being a part of the Faith FM family. Join our community on Facebook or get in touch at 1-800-FAITH-FM.